everybody, and wow, or should I say welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking WandaVision Episode 5. Uh, holy cow, this was the episode that I was waiting for. This was uh, this is what I was hoping for last week, and hey, we got it a, a week later. I'm fine with that. I'm more than fine with that. Uh, this is uh, no doubt in my mind <laughs> my favorite episode so far of this. We get a lot of answers. We get a lot more questions, and uh, we get this story just moving ahead at a breakneck pace. So uh, as I've said in the past, we are going to be talking full spoilers on this episode. So if you have not seen it, uh, press pause, go check it out, uh, or uh, I'm bringing back the uh, the live playing of this so if you haven't seen it you know you could also just pause this right now get your disney plus up and going and meet me if you will at 54 seconds on this episode i skipped past the recap uh we all know what happened last week the last few weeks i'm ready to go uh, I think this is right before the Marvel uh, logo starts, but the reason I'm going to have this playing live is because, like I said, a lot happened, and I don't want to miss talking about any of it, and I just watched it, so it is fresh on my mind, but like I said, there's certain bits and pieces, uh, so I have it up, I, I have the subtitles on, uh, which should be interesting, I don't usually watch with subtitles and the sound off, but we're going to try this out and see how it goes. So again, 54 seconds. Uh, of episode five, we're going to play on three. So one, two, three. Okay, so like I said, uh, this this episode was amazing. We got so many answers to questions, uh, both unknown questions and questions we maybe had an idea about. So uh, I know the biggest spoiler of this, and uh, you know what, actually, we'll, we'll wait and see because I don't want to telegraph it, especially if this is somebody listening to this uh, while they're watching it for the first time. I'm certainly not going to blow any of the spoilers that are at the end, but we will talk about them. So, uh, like I said, it I mean the, the episode opens up easy enough on the 80s of uh, WandaVision, which is great. Uh, my wife pointed out right away she got some huge Full House vibes, which I totally did as well. We get this great bit with... Uh, with um, Wanda putting the kids to sleep and trying to put them to sleep, talking about how they're their favorite twins. Uh, I really dig the uh, the set design and the just the production de- design in general. I mean, think about it. A movie like Black Panther, right? Like that movie won uh, an award for its production design thanks to Ruth Carter. She she you know designed all the costumes, all these gorgeous and and beautiful sets and it it just looked like Wakanda well now we have the show that is so different from everything that we've seen in Marvel and we've seen uh Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany in 80s or in 80s garb now but we've seen them in 50s garb I mean look at this vest she's wearing like how hideous is this vest and it's perfect it's perfect for the 80s and uh but here's an interesting bit as well she's trying to use her powers to put the kids to sleep and it's not working. Uh, but interestingly enough, like we're not even seeing any red. We're not seeing any uh, any nothing. But it's not working. So that's an interesting bit that I think is going to come back. This is also an interesting bit of uh, Vision putting the binkies into his uh, uh, his ears for noise cancellation. A classic. And then obviously this bit of them spitting the binkies out as well is fantastic. 
but um, just the costume design. Like, I love that Vision's in the button-up with the jeans and the belt. She's in the weird 80s. She's got the 80s hair. And, uh, and, and then, but again, we saw them in the 60s, the 70s. And then we've got the, li- the, the real-life thing. And, of course, here comes Agnes as well. And uh, Vision's got another great bit with him behind the pillow. But um, Agnes makes for a very interesting character in this in this episode. I know we had talked about it in previous episodes that uh, she, uh, someone, people have mentioned that they think she's a witch or that she is Agatha Harkness, who is a character from the comics that is sort of a mentor figure to Wanda. She's a witch and, uh, you know, helps Wanda with her witchery, I guess you could say. And so again, I don't know. I'm not going to say that that is what it is or that I even think that is what it is at this point. I just enjoy Catherine Hahn as a character in this scene alone. I mean, my wife and I were in complete, we were completely silent as we were watching this. Like there's no laugh track and they're looking at each other. Um, as she says, like, do you want me to go run this again? Uh, do you want me to kind of take this from the top? And, uh, it's just so unnerving how how not just how awkward the scene is, but how good Katherine Hahn is at, you know, acting so funny and then completely being serious and having these serious like she is so good at, at she could be an evil character. She would be great at being a bad guy and she would also be really great at being uh, a good guy, I think. And, and we've seen that clearly. But she comes over and says, hey, you know, like, I'm going to help you with the kids. I'm going to help you put the kids to sleep. And Vision's like, well, how did you even know? And so we start to see now the, the cracks. We've talked about the cracks forming. This episode, the cracks are split wide open. And again, great bit of her, great bit of Catherine Hahn kind of exercising as she's rocking the babies. And I, I, she starts uh, spraying them with lavender and going like so good. But at the same time, Vision's talking with Wanda like, what's going on? Why is this stuff happening? And Wanda's acting like she doesn't know anything. And it's so interesting because it's like, does she though? I feel like she does. She definitely does. And as the episode progresses... We do see that she at least knows something, and now she's looking. This was another thing. Dark. She's looking for some dark liquor to obviously, you know, rub on the gums of the kids. But uh, I, I was kind of like, oh, dark liquor. But I guess you know, I'm not a parent, so I guess if it is dark liquor, great. If not, maybe that's something. The dark liquor that she's maybe is Agnes evil. I have no idea. And again, I'm just here for the ride. But just vision, like he really is hammering it in in this episode that he. Things are not as they seem. He's figuring it out. And uh, well, look, the babies are gone. Where did they go? Now they're on the steps and they're older. So who did that? If Wanda tried to you know, manipulate it, uh, she couldn't though, right? And, and Agnes points this out. Kids, you can't control them no matter how hard you try. And then she now she's the one drinking the dark liquor. But so who aged them up? Because if Wanda can't control them, and Agnes is kind of saying, well, kids, you can't really control them, who did that? Who ages them up? Is it Agnes? Is it some unseen person that, that we still have yet to meet? Uh, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. And, and, and again, there's been talks of uh, uh, Mephisto, of the High Evolutionary, all of these high concept characters that have yet to be in the Marvel universe. And I, again, I I love these theories. I love people talking about them, but I'm not subscribing to any of them uh, just because I don't want to set my expectations. Like I love 
that I don't know who this is, and I have no real idea of who it is. It obviously could be a lot of different people. And uh, interesting, uh, I've never gotten to actually listen. I mean, I've listened to the lyrics of the opening scenes, but, you know, we're making it up as we go along. Uh, She says, uh, you know, for WandaVision, through the highs and the lows, we'll be right, we'll be wrong, and we'll make it up as we go along. Like, again, the whole creating your own reality. And so now these two kids, Tommy and Billy, who, again, are young Avengers in the comics, so I'm, I'm interested to see if they become young Avengers in this episode uh, I'm not sure, or not this episode, but in this season, if they're going to get to that point where they're old enough, I, I don't know. I'd be excited to see, but they're both really cool Avengers. And this seems to be the location of where the talent show was in the 60s. And again, you know, we've got love. I think I think this is so, it's so cool going over it uh, like this, just to think back on all of these episodes where at the end of the day, like good or bad, Wanda just wants to be happy. And she, whether it's her doing all of this or her being manipulated, uh, we don't know, but this is what we were waiting for, right? Was like, okay, can we get a, uh, can we get a bit of the episode and then go back into the real world and then go back to the, like, this is what we get finally in this episode where it's a mix of both. And so now we see that Monica is being tested. She's been uh, kind of had some tests run on her and they can't find anything. And they said uh, something about the test results are inconclusive. And I don't know how I feel about this or how I, what I know about this because I don't know if her saying this, and, and we'll see it here in a second, is uh, and okay i love jimmy woo i love that anytime he talks he always has some funny thing thank heavens for that mighty glad to see you and he says other things later on but and then we got darcy who's got the classic comedy of you know pants are encouraged but uh this team this this three musketeers here these guys are awesome and i love okay so darcy says she's a big fan how did how how so and now she says you know these are blank what about her labs? She's like, I need another blood draw. And she's like, no, I think we're done here. So are they blank? Are her, are her test results blank because of what happened in there? That, the, you know, she tested her clothing and all that stuff and nothing came up because it's Wanda? Or is it because Monica has powers? And maybe, again, already had powers or is has gotten them now? I don't know. But, you know, if she does have those photon type manipulating the spectrum of light, uh, it's very possible that the test results would be negative or would show as just light because uh, uh, because of her powers. And so now we get uh, born in 18, 1989 in Sokovia to Irina and Oleg Maximoff. So there we go. There's no you know no Magneto uh, in that instance. I don't know if that's a confirmation, but we get to see that she's kind of been manipulated and radicalized like a lot of people. And she was experimented on by the Mind Stone, gained telekinetic and telepathic abilities, but they just, I, I don't think they, oh, I love this. D- does she have an alias? And he's like, no, no, no funny nickname. And it's like, well, you know, her nickname is the Scarlet Witch, but I guess no one has ever called her the Scarlet Witch. So maybe this show will get her her Scarlet Witch name. I'm not sure. Um, but this is essentially this. We're, we're now seeing what you could have seen on Marvel Legends uh, if you watched that Wanda episode. You're getting the the background on her, and now we get the absolute jerk in a shirt, uh, freaking Hayward talking about how she's a terrorist. And I get where he's coming from. I I totally get it. He is the stiff in the military suit, basically. But uh, I'm on um, I'm on Monica's side with this one, like. Something is going on. Something is happening. Wanda may be doing all of this, 
or doing some of it at least, but she, I think, is doing it for a good reason. Like, she, again, just wants a family. And here we have, have them kind of arguing, just like they were in the last episode, about what, you know, uh, Monica likes to give people the benefit of the doubt, and this guy clearly doesn't. And she says, you know, it's not a premeditated, premeditated uh, form of aggression, and I don't think it is either. Uh, and I, but that's kind of how they always set it up, right? Now, now he's going to be sharing with us this really sensitive material from um, from Sword, some video. It's a video of Wanda breaking into Sword. No one else can see her, and she breaks in the glass. These people run away, so they can see her. But when she entered, no one tried to stop her. And she comes in to see Vision's dead body. It's been torn apart. And uh, he says that this happened nine days ago, that she stormed the facility, stole his body, and resurrected him. And uh, it's funny. I wonder if you're hearing me say it at the same time that it's saying it on the screen, because I'm just kind of calling it out as I see it here. But I love this, that Vision had a living will and did not want to be reanimated so that he could turn into a weapon. Total, Total Vision move. That's totally what he would say. Makes total sense. But now we kind of are seeing like this the, the cracks, like I said, it's cracked wide open now. They know sort of what's going on. Monica has given them a uh, you know a, a taste of what happened inside and now they have to figure out what they're gonna do. Like are they gonna storm the place? Or are they going to try and gather more data? I, I, well, obviously we find out exactly what it is, but then boom, we're back into the show. So I like this. I like the bouncing back and forth between the real world and the hex world, as Darcy starts calling it. And geez Louise, like we get a geez Louise in here. I've been waiting for one of those. And again, these classic kids, I'm pretty sure I have seen that kid before. I believe it's the kid who plays Billy. He was a young kid, or wait, oh yeah, no, I'm sorry, not these two little kids, but when, and we'll see it here in a little bit, uh, she says, you know, that when they do, they age up, and uh, uh, that kid's from something, he's from something, but these little kids, these are so cute, Um, they get to some spot where it seems like the kids are almost in on it, like they start talking with her, like there's a... I don't know, some sort of understanding that they have. And suddenly now they have this dog, which this dog is from the comics. This is Sparky. And uh, they actually end up calling it Sparky. Uh, in the comics, though, it is a vision dog. So it is a robot dog. We're here. And, and, oh, man, just this whole bit of belly rubs and cuddles. Like, who can resist a little dog? Certainly not Wanda. And now we get Vision again where uh, he is very serious. And he... He knows something is wrong. He knows something is not right. And he's just, I don't know, I feel so bad for him because he is going to find out at some point like this. Like it's just, he knows that someone was going to come in and here she is to show up. This is like, this is basically Jim Carrey realizing that he's on the Truman Show. And uh, it's really sad honestly because vision's dead and so she doesn't want to reveal this to him but like it's gonna happen at some point not in this episode but uh in a future episode for sure and that is going to be absolutely heartbreaking when it happens when vision realizes it because i have a feeling it's not gonna be a my guess is it's not an instant realization it's not like a oh my gosh i i've been dead it's gonna be a slow sort of where he's gonna figure it out on his own and he's going to be like, I know, I know I'm dead. And even that is going to be so sad for him. 
And here, I mean, he's even talking with Wanda kind of about, like, what aren't you telling me? Like, there's something going on. Why did a dog just show up? Why is Agnes suddenly here? And again, keep in mind, when Agnes was here prior, she the kids aged up from babies until, uh, into five-year-olds. And now she says, well, you can't have a dog until you're 10 years old. And all of a sudden, they look at each other, smile, and she's like, no, 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 and then they age up. And so uh, the one on the left, I believe it's Billy, uh, he's from something. I don't he, – he obviously would have been younger, and I remember he was wearing glasses in the, what it was. He was a little kind of nerdy kid. Um, but look, at, here we go. Jimmy Woo again, smiling, carrying coffee. He doesn't even care. He's just the greatest guy. And I love this bit as well of, you know, we need a, a giant 10,000 pound uh, nuclear fallout shelter with all of this stuff so that they, they're trying to figure out how to penetrate the bubble and not, uh, not get rearranged. Uh, and right now, they still don't really understand what causes it. Like, why is it that when a helicopter flies in, it turns into an old-timey helicopter? Look, we get a holy Christmas, uh, which is very close to sweet Christmas. I know an aerospace engineer who would be up to the challenge. Who is she talking about? I don't know who she's talking about. Now we get the hex thing, that the hex, what's a hex? And because it's a hexagonal shape, but this is where Wanda's going to get her hex powers. Like, it's going to be termed that sort of thing. And I wonder if they'll call her the Hex Witch or something like that. Who knows? But I don't know who this this aerospace engineer is. My immediate thought was Captain Marvel. But we get this awesome bit. Like this part right here. And again, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm really sorry. I'm going to pause uh, j just to let you guys kind of take this piece in. But he says like Wanda makes people hallucinate. That's calling back from to Age of Ultron. But they're arguing right now that everything in there is real. So it's not like a manipulation. And he's saying it's exceeded any of her powers. She could have taken out Thanos. And it was like, hell yeah, she could have. And then he says, I'd argue Captain Marvel came close. And she immediately, look, she stops and looks down and gets kind of upset. And she says, we are not talking about her. We're talking about Wanda. And they both kind of put their eyebrows up. So care, uh, Monica sounds like maybe she has an issue with Captain Marvel, which we're going to get to because my buddy Robert, who was on the last episode with me, um, we had a fantastic conversation uh, talking about kind of, again, remember, we mentioned in the episode that we had some wild speculation. And I actually, I, I've got the receipts here, so I'm going to read through it uh, once we're done here and uh, kind of go over what our thoughts were. But that was one of them. was like, I, I, we thought that Monica would have a beef with Captain Marvel. And I'll explain why when we get to the end of the episode. It makes total sense. Uh, now look, look at her. Ooh, perfect shot. Doesn't even flinch with those bullets. But uh, nothing happens. Interesting. What's going on? Could it be that, uh, ooh, the bullets are broken? And that's because... She went in with a bulletproof vest, and it's 80. So she, as they're saying in this episode, she's rewriting reality. So we are getting so close to the House of M stuff as they go into the hex. So, uh, you know, again, using her hex powers. Like, ah, what if we send something in that requires no change? Monica is on point. Like, she is so smart. And uh, what a great idea. But now we jump right back into the show. And see, again, I could I could live with this. I could watch seasons of this kind of show where it's real world and inside. 
So uh, <laughs> I love again, all these jokes that they have between each other. Is so great. This the whole office thing. They finally got computers and the internet and uh, sending an, an electronic mail. Cowabunga, dude. Let's surf the net. Uh, so great. But then here we go. We get a uh, we're about to get a very interesting electronic letter. It's an email, Norm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude. Uh, letter opener, nice. Uh, where are we at? Okay, here we go. Because I'm trying to trying to keep up or away from the spoilers. But look at this. They got an email from Sword, and I and initially I thought like, oh, that was them sending something in that doesn't need to be manipulated. But suddenly everybody in the office is speaking in tandem. Again, is this Wanda doing this? I honestly. Excuse me, I don't think so. I really don't. I think there's there's got to be somebody else. Like, I don't doubt that Wanda has created this world and has kind of manipulated this world, but I don't think she did it on purpose necessarily. Like, I think there's a mastermind above that. And see, now Vision's kind of getting investigative on all of this and saying, I want to know more. And now look at this poor norm he is lost he doesn't know what time it is he doesn't know where he is he has to call his sister his dad is sick and uh how sad would that be if you got trapped into a reality bubble like that and your dad died while you're in the bubble and you had no idea like the repercussions that this show is going to have is is insane and far-reaching and again we talked about it in the last episode but like they even talked about it, maybe it was in this, where they were talking about the bubble that she's in or why Wanda has kept the sphere uh, contained. I think she said quarantine was what Monica suggested or said was like a quarantine sphere, uh, which implies that Wanda could expand that sphere and uh, you know cause more of this reality manipulation all over the globe. Uh, again, I, I, that's my speculation. I'm sure it's possible. She's so powerful. But now we get a great, uh, you know, we're back with the kids, hanging out with the kids. That was, that was radical, Mom. And now we have this explanation of, the, you know, the kids don't really get why is the, it's Saturday. And they're like, what? Uh, so, like, even the kids know that something's going on. And I don't know, like, it's so, str- like, I still haven't figured this out. So the kids know. They sort of know, right? Like, they have to know at some, in some respect they have to know but uh i don't think i mean they wanda created these kids so they must be real but do they all they also uh understand like what's going on in the world here we go okay so i now sorry i was on imdb so this guy on the right in the red billy is um he his name is julian hilliard Oh my god, yes. Okay, so he was in The Haunting of Hill House. He was the young Luke. That's why. Remember the if you've seen that show, the young Luke had on those glasses and he ah, oh, so he's a little bit more grown up. That was like 2 years ago. But he was also in Color Out of Space, which is a great movie with Nicolas Cage, and it looks like he's going to be in the new Conjuring movie. Uh, so good for him. Uh, we always will love work when we can get it. And now Sparky is growling at the door. And they're like, why is he growling? He sounds afraid. He sounds scared. Uh, what's going on? Is there is there something happening outside? We don't really know. But when they go outside, we now see that they're they're flying a drone. 
And I was like, well, wait a minute, but that's a drone. But they started talking right now that like this drone was tech from the 80s. So it wouldn't change, which makes sense. But at the same time, drone uh, was soared around in the 80s. Then that doesn't make sense. Uh, it must have been a drone from a different military operation, maybe like shield. But um, still cool. Still totally cool. And now they're talking about how Wanda kind of manipulates the um, the show itself, and she they're trying to communicate with her. But of course, of course, anytime that this happens, we're gonna have the jerk in the shirt. Um, I don't. I, I gotta find a better name for Hayward. Uh, how about Hey, would you get off this? Hey, Hey, would you die? Something. I don't. I'm not advocating the killing of anybody, but all I'll say is if Hayward kicked the bucket, I wouldn't be complaining because he is a huge. He's a huge jerk, and he's just the classic. He's the classic army guy that nobody likes, and now Wanda's getting mad. And he says, uh, there's a... Br- oh, he was he was about to fire on Wanda, like, and didn't tell anybody? That's the ultimate jerk maneuver, and guess what happens? If you... Uh, I, I would say this is something accurate for probably all of these superheroes, but if you're coming at the king, or the queen in this case, you better be aiming for the head, and you better not miss. And in this case, they missed, and now they're going to have to deal with something. And so we're getting rumbles, we're getting, oh, this, oh man, so they're all, they've, but again, like, they've got their guns pointed at him, like, come on, this, it's Wanda, I get that she's been doing some troubling things, but how can you not get her record and see how she helped during the battle at New York? Uh, or uh, the second battle at New York against Thanos. But interestingly enough, Wanda comes out and she's in her Avengers gear. She's in her classic gear from the other movies. And if you notice, you may not notice yet with some of the, the talking, but her accent is back, which again is just impeccable acting from Elizabeth Olsen. I know some people uh, aren't huge fans of her switching between an American accent and a Sokovian accent, but it's it makes sense especially for someone like her trying to fit in uh and and for many people from all different walks of life in other countries when they come to america or or someone goes to another country like you kind of want to assimilate sadly that's that's kind of what everyone says like you all you everyone needs to speak english sort of thing and from for her she wants to fit in she keeps talking about wanting to fit in which is subconscious and she's been doing that for years now so you saw it in civil war and in endgame and and uh all that stuff where her accent slowly went away as she learned more and and was around more people who had an american accent but when she gets upset like this it makes so much sense that her accent would come out and she would be pissed because when she was a bad guy in avengers age of ultron she had the accent she had the look she had the anger so she's kind of reverting back to that in a way and this is such a good conversation that they have of like what is it that you want wanda like what is it and she says, what I want is I have everything that I want right now. Like I have a husband that's alive. I have kids. So that is another reason why I, I you know, I feel like that they, there's someone else. There has to be someone else manipulating this because if she has everything she wants, well, then what, what's the problem, right? Like why is the entire town under this spell? Uh, and clearly, again, Wanda's doing this. She made this sphere, but did she do this out of choice, or is she is she being forced to do it? Was she manipulated in some way? It's very possible. We just don't know the answer. And this was a very creepy scene too, because uh, you know it's all turning red, and it used to be blue. What does that mean? Is she manipulating the reality again? This stressed me out so much. I love these commercials, but nothing stresses me out as much as someone spilling things. 
And uh, here we go, the Lagos brand of uh, absorbing, funny enough, absorbing red and spilled beer as well, red for blood. But Lagos, if you remember, this is when in Captain America Civil War when Wanda blows up that building. For when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. If you remember, she stopped crossbones from exploding as a bomb and threw him up into the sky and when he exploded he still blew up half of a building so it was a mess that she made that she didn't mean to make uh and here we go progressing further and now we got the mailman in on it he knows her and she's you can tell i mean this is an instance or a scene i guess where it's stressful they're looking for their dog anyone would be stressed but wanda seems especially stressed just stressed that again things are falling down around her and i don't know if she knows it if she's you know wiped her mind or something i don't know but here here we now have agnes again and she's shown up and she's got the dog and it died it ate her plot of like poisonous flowers or something and now he's dead and why so why why bring a dog and again maybe let's let's just assume for the point of argument that it's agnes that did all of that in this episode and she's saying, don't age yourselves up. The urge to run from this feeling is powerful. And it's funny because she's giving all this advice to her kids, and she's going to give some more, too, about bringing somebody back from the dead, fix the dead. Um, she did that, right, with Vision. She brought him back from the dead. But now she's trying to tell her kids, like, no, like, that's not the answer. You have to be able to process your grief. And Agnes keeps being around during these instances like this. So did Agnes bring this dog and then kill the dog in order to help Wanda process her grief or at least just to bring it up? Uh, it's a good guess for sure. Uh, we don't know for sure, but it's just like, so then what is Agnes's role in this? Is she the antagonist? Because it seems more like she's trying to help Wanda. And again, a, a Agatha Harkness would help Wanda in most instances because she was more of a mentor. So then it may not be Agatha the con controlling things. Maybe multiple people are controlling things. And here we go. Wanda uh, Vision shows back up. And he's, I mean, he's got this look on him, like right there when you look at this. He's just like, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this is just, this is insane how much has happened and why this is going on. And we get this amazing scene right now where, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, my mind is baffled right now because we've got, uh, I'm looking, we're about to hit 30, a 30 minute episode here. It's going to be a little longer than that. We've probably got five minutes left until, uh, until the credits roll, which is just phenomenal, uh, mind-boggling, as I always say. But look at Vision. He this is this is the breaking point. It's not often that you get a dog and bury him on the same day. Like, no, it isn't very often. Well, you know, life can be very unpredictable in the suburbs, and it's like, no, that's the whole point of the suburbs is they are predictable. Oh, and I spoke to Norm, by the way. He's completely messed up. Like, he, you know, I spoke to him free of your oversight. So he's like already assuming that this is all Wanda. Kind of like we are. And she's trying to play it off. But at the same time, you know, what What could she say that's going to make him not believe her? Make him believe her sort of thing. And uh, I just love this. She's, he's calling her out like... You can't control me. You can't just keep switching things around like this. And she says, can't I? And then the episode ends. And what a brilliant way to end that now they actually have this huge fight 
while the credits are playing. What is this Maximoff anomaly? He has a name for it. I have no idea what this name is. But again, all as the credits are rolling and there's like laughing and clapping, it's so good. Like what a good way of kind of uh, juxtaposing those two things. And now the credits are over and they're still fighting. And they get really upset. They get their powers. They both show their powers. Wanda, you know, man, they just, they both look so good in the way that they do their powers. Are they on strings? I don't know, but it looks, what is outside of Westview? Yeah, wouldn't we all want to know? You don't want to know because he is dead. And so again, he has no idea that he is dead. And it's just, it's heartbreaking to see him get so upset. And I would be too. He's got Wolverine syndrome at this point. He doesn't remember his life before Westview and he's freaking out. And she's trying to calm him down to say, you know, you're my husband. You are Tommy and Billy's father. Isn't that enough? Like, again, she's basically saying, like, I've made this reality where we are all happy. Can't we make this enough? And it just, it's crazy. And now he's calling out the fact that there are no other kids in Westview. That's interesting. Why would there be no kids in Westview if they all say for the children? So is that, again, was specifically for Wanda's uh, children? And she's making a good point, too. Am I, you know, am I controlling every single person, making them go? Like, this is just, this is insane. And she doesn't know how any of this started either. So is that footage of Wanda breaking into Steel Vision's body? Is that manipulated footage? Is that real? Was that her actually doing it? Or was that somebody else doing it? And, of course, the doorbell rings. And this was... Hmm, this was uh, one of the best moments in TV. Uh, you know, they say they say the ending of uh, Mandalorian Season 2 had a really big entrance at the very end, but I'm more intrigued by this one. And it, uh, I mean, it certainly is going to open up a lot of possibilities, that's for sure. Like I said, I didn't necessarily predict that it would happen in this episode, but I did predict that this would happen in the series as soon as Fox was purchased by Disney. And I'm sitting here going, oh, I I, I, I didn't see a spoiler. I just saw a freaking news headline that said uh, a cameo. There's a cameo in the show. I didn't say who. And I assumed there would be some at some point. So I didn't, I wasn't spoiled, but I was waiting for that. And as you're looking at it in this bit, I was like, are they really going to do Magneto? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. That's, that's Pietro. Holy crap. They got him to come back. But even more so, they got the Pietro from Fox to come back. The Pietro from uh, day, X-Men Days of Future Past. Like, and, and so, and, and my wife was like, holy cow, he's in this? And so, and, they, and she says, she recast Pietro? Like, so what'd they do? What did he do? Did they pull him from the multiverse? Because they have the X-Men now. So he can come from the multiverse, from the X-Men universe that Fox had. I don't know how this works. I, this clearly wasn't Wanda doing it. And he says, who's the popsicle? So he clearly doesn't know who Vision is either. So, he, you know, that's that's it. And then that's the episode. What an ending. Evan Peters as uh, Quicksilver. Holy cow. Like, uh, I, 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 like I said, I, I didn't predict that that would happen in this show. Was not expecting this at all. It was an amazing surprise. But I had talked about, you know, the minute that Fox was purchased by 
uh, Marvel or by Disney that Evan Peters was going to come back. Like it was only a matter of time. Everybody loved him in days of future past. He was the first Quicksilver on screen. He was Quicksilver before age of Ultron came out. And when age of Ultron came out and they killed, uh, uh, Pietro in that, it made total sense. And I even told, you know, the people I went to the movies with my cousin, my brother, they didn't really care. But, um, I was like, well, they killed him because the other Pietro is better. And I, I kind of remember back then even saying, like, it would be so cool if they could just bring this Quicksilver into the Marvel Universe. It would be awesome. It would be perfect. And that's probably why they killed him. And so, you know, we'd been biding our time. And once Fox was purchased by Disney, uh, I had said it was only a matter of time till they bring Quicksilver in because he's such a good character. He's so much better than the Aaron Taylor Johnson character. And again, no, no grief to Aaron. He did as best as he could. It just was, you know, this Quicksilver from Fox was so much better. So holy crap on that. And now we're going to move back to the other interesting bit around uh, Captain Marvel. And I'll say this too. So, you know, episodes over thoughts on the future of the show. I don't know. I've I've kind of talked about it throughout the episode. Now it's like, okay, what's going to happen with Quicksilver? We're probably we're definitely finding things out in these last three ep- or four episodes that are coming out. Like, there's going to be big revelations like this in each episode. That's my guess. Especially if they're willing to have this be a twist at the end of episode five of nine. There's going to be big things coming. I don't know what they are, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm more than okay with that because the feeling. I get every week of getting to tune into these episodes and be so surprised and delighted is totally worth it. I don't want to be spoiled. I honestly don't really even want to speculate and guess what's going to happen in these episodes because it takes away the fun. It's certainly fun to talk about what could be, but just remember to not hang on to those expectations. That's something I'm always trying to preach on here. Like, it have fun guessing and, and going down that rabbit hole, but just remember that when the episode or the movie comes out, to let those expectations go because if it doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to go and you get upset you only have yourself to blame Uh, so with that said uh, I'm going to talk briefly about Monica and Captain Marvel and uh, this is so again this was a conversation that I had with uh, with my my good friend Robert we had talked about this uh, back on the 30th of January so this was before this was two I believe this was two episodes ago if I'm, if I'm remembering right, maybe it was one episode ago, but, um, he was saying how it was, it sucked that we found out about Maria, but it was a great storyline. And I totally agree with that. He said, it makes me think that there's going to be a little bit of conflict between Monica and Carol, uh, since Carol want, uh, wasn't there for her best friend when she passed and, and said, I believe the writer for this episode is the one doing Captain Marvel too, which he, he was correct. Uh, she was. And so receipt go to Robert, if you know, if anyone's caring about receipts, but so I said, maybe, maybe Carol was able to say goodbye to Maria, but it would make sense since neither of them blipped like Maria didn't disappear. Carol didn't disappear during Endgame or during the snap. Uh, so, uh, Maria would call Carol and tell her like, Hey, this, uh, this blip, the blip happened, right? Like everyone is disappearing. My daughter, Monica, she's gone. And Carol would have probably lost her mind. Like, holy cow. And makes total sense. And so, and he said, yeah, maybe we see her only come back to earth for fury and for the few parts she had in Endgame. but I guess they could circle back to that. And so here's what I had said on this. I said, so if I'm remembering right, Carol is called by fury at the same time because think about this, she, Fury presses the button in Endgame, and um, 
and and then he disappears. The dust. The dust. He's, uh, so Carol is called by Fury, and at that same time, Monica would have been disappeared, would have been snapped in the hospital with Maria. She would have been, dur- it would have been during her surgery. Monica then disappears. Fury disappears. And then Carol goes and shows up at the Avengers, says, where's Fury? Maria would not have been able to contact Carol because she just got out of her surgery. And so Carol goes and gets Tony from space, brings him back, and then they go back into space and kill Thanos. And then presumably they come back to Earth, right? Like after that, you know, the, the it goes to five years later. But the, the thought would be they all come back to Earth. They regroup there. They lick their wounds. Carol probably says, like, I've got to go. Maria could have called her at that point after she got out of the surgery. Her daughter's missing. She has no idea what to do. And since the surgery was successful, she doesn't die until two years later. So maybe Carol, her and Carol, come up with a plan or something along with the Avengers. And then Carol leaves Earth and maybe leaves after Maria dies because there would still be three years until she shows up again in Endgame because Carol leaves. And the next time we see her, you know, it says five years later, the next time we see her is that she's out in space. She's in the, the hollow net gram or whatever that she shows up to Black Widow and says, hey, um, you know, there's, she says there's a lot of other planets that are dealing with this. And so Robert said, yeah, maybe Maria convinced her to get that short haircut in Endgame. And I said, yeah, she did it in memory of her after she died. And I mean, either way is right. And she said, he said that would be a good callback. And I said, it would make sense for her, for her acting, because I felt, and I don't know if you guys agree, I felt that uh, Brie Larson, and again, this was her first performance as Captain Marvel in Endgame. She filmed Endgame before she actually filmed Captain Marvel. But her performance in Endgame felt very upset and angry the entire time. It felt like she was scowling, she was upset, and it was a totally different vibe than when she was in Captain Marvel. But she she lost Nick Fury. She lost Monica in the snap, and now she lost Maria due to cancer or whatever. I think it would have been cancer. So maybe at that point, she's like, I need to go find Talos, or I need to just, I can't be on Earth anymore. Like, I'm done with this. And so she says, what's happening here is happening on millions of other worlds, or however she says it, but maybe that's her basically saying, I'm going to go check on the scrolls. And so she leaves, and and then she kind of comes back, and uh, and so then her, him and I were kind of talking about WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier setting things up and how like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is definitely going to be setting up Armor Wars and probably um, Ironheart. But WandaVision is for sure setting up Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Uh, oh, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier prob- may also set up Hawkeye. But Loki, I think, is going to set up the Eternals. These are just things we had on here. And we certainly were just having a great time uh, speculating. So it's it's it, Robert was the one who called it out. So huge shout out to Robert for calling out that beef. But it makes total sense that she would have one. She's gone. She was gone when Carol left. And she shows up after Endgame. And so she would have not seen her for a really long time. And so, you know, my thoughts on that are that she, Monica is going to be upset at Carol for abandoning her and her family. Um, say something like, you know, I, I came back or, and Carol would say like, I, I came back. Like I was with your mom when she died. And, uh, we were the, like, we were the ones that created those sword protocols or like I helped her, whatever. I helped her do that. We did things together. And then she died. Do you not realize how painful that was for me to like see my best friend die? And she's going to say, do you not realize how painful it was for me? I was gone. I was, I'm her daughter. 
Like, and, and you weren't there. You were gone. And she's going to say, like, I, I, well, no, Carol will say that. Like, you weren't there. You were gone. Like, I had to deal with her death alone without you. And uh, it's just going to be a tough conversation that they're going to have. There's going to be, you know, both sides are going to be uh, agree, like not agreeing, but they're going to both have good points. And there's going to be crying. There's going to be hugging it out. And we as the audience are going to be crying. And uh, that's my guess. That's my speculation. And so I, I, I don't know what's going to happen on WandaVision going forward. But those are my guesses for the, the future of the, the universe of the MCU. So as it stands, my bet is that Captain Marvel 2 is going to be dealing with the fallout of WandaVision uh, with reuniting Carol and um, uh, reuniting them and then finding out about uh, Kamala and I'm really excited for the future of the MCU, but I'm also so grateful for the present moment. And I hope I hope everyone can kind of take that from something like this, is that there's so much to look forward to with Marvel. And I know the minute that these episodes come out at midnight on uh, Pacific Time, that people need to see this the, the second that it comes out so that they can post their own spoilers and their own speculation and say that they were the first ones to say it as well. And again, that's totally fine, but please just remember to enjoy this present. Enjoy this moment in time where we are getting such good Marvel content because based on what we saw last year and based on you know literally any other studio... Uh, that could stop in an instant. That could be gone in an instant. You could, it could be like the dark, the dark universe for Universal and just disappear. Or it could be like COVID and and everything gets pushed back. So just be grateful. Remember to have gratitude for all these great things that we're getting right now. So I think that kind of covers the credits, right? The credits of the show. Um, I'm looking here and it's about four. We're hitting the 45 minute mark, so maybe it's a little bit longer, but totally worth it for this episode. Uh, it's a really special episode. So let. Let me know if there's something that you noticed that I didn't. Shout out to, again, my great friend Robert for the awesome conversation and also for having such a great guest like that. So we'll see if it pans out. Uh, But for all of us here at Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you in the hex. (laughs) 